Welcome to the Heroic Soul Podcast. I am your host, Camille Joyce, founder of the Heroic Soul. I believe that when we are willing to commit to ourselves and discover the deepest part of who we are, we can become our own hero. As we do this, we then have the ability to love ourselves and extend that love to our neighbors, ultimately creating a better world. I am excited to share more with you and hope you enjoy today's message. This is Season 2, Episode 15, titled Loneliness. I am with life coach and author Nathan Todd. guys, welcome to my show today. This is part two of my interview with life coach and author Nathan Todd. I had him on my show in episode 11 titled No Label Defines Me. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the first part, I invite you to go back and do so. Today will be a continuation of that conversation and we'll be diving more into the topic of loneliness and Nathan's focus in this area. I hope you enjoy. Well, I want to go into how all of this has guided you to a mission of eradicating loneliness. I mean, we haven't talked about loneliness at all. How does that loneliness tie in with all of this and people's ability to reconnect with themselves? (laughs) So that conversation started because I was I was talking about what are the things that I I feel like are showing up for myself and other people in my life whether it's friends or family and the thing that I feel like connects each and every one of us was an idea that we spend a lot of time connecting on a surface level and I feel like the reason that is is because we've lost connection with who, again, that that soul connection of who we really are deep down in the core, and we're living out a narrative of who we believe we're supposed to be. And I would spend, I spent nine years where the story repeated was, I can't do things. And when you, when you say that, I could see it in people's face. Like, they were just looking to connect with somebody who believed in them, somebody who gave them the opportunity to, to write a new story. I mean, the interesting thing is we live in the most connected world we've ever been in, but we've lost a lot of what we would define as meaningful Um yeah. Because because we are <laughs> we're doing it for the gram, we're doing it for the likes, we're right. doing it for uh, the the acceptance of other people based on made up metrics. Yeah, yeah. That at the end of the day don't really matter, and leave people feeling like again that comparison game is strong, but we don't even necessarily 
connect with each other face to face right now at a level of, of which we should because we're all uh, connected to our phone and we've forgotten how to look people in the eye yes and have actual conversations yes yes um, and i mean the the stats show it out that um loneliness is like smoking 15 cigarettes a day for um if it's prolonged loneliness so imagine the health impact that has on you and that 50 percent of americans in a study said that they were they were lonely and and not only were they lonely they felt left out they felt like I think I heard a stat the other day that we as um, humans now would say that we only have one person that we feel like we can turn to and talk with, which is really like that's hard to swallow because how many people out there are are struggling, but we feel judged because of the struggle and we don't want to be seen less than that's so right we don't say anything it's the i said it in a post the other day it's a silent it's a silent killer for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. or the labels that may be placed on them and so mm-hmm. how can we break that down where people know that they ha- can have those safe environments and share and be real with one another that's really what's going to connect this world and make this world a better place. There are many things I believe that can, that will contribute to that, but that is one of them. I mean, we are just losing that human connection. I'm a big believer in having that in-person engagement, that human connection, uh, rather than looking behind screens, looking at the eyes of those in front of us and just having those conversations. And, um, you know, what's interesting to me about this too, and my work with the heroic soul is, it ties in what we've talked about is that when you love yourself and you know who you are and you are not defined by the labels and the expectations that people have for you, but you are living in alignment with you, what it is mm-hmm. that you want, who it is that you are, what is healthy to you, people may start finding that those human connections start to happen more and they have more of those people to engage with, then they'll be able to connect with more people. Yeah. Um, so since, so this has been only a couple month journey for me as far as loneliness. So everybody knows that I'm beginning (laughs) on this journey. So I'm learning a lot along the way. And what I know, what I know is there's actually nothing wrong with the experience of loneliness as long as it's not a prolonged thing because loneliness is actually like being hungry or being thirsty. Hmm. It's a, an actual pain signal in the body. And that signal is telling you that, Hey, you are not connected. Connecting. Right. Right now. Right. Right now. So this is where the work really comes in. If you've experienced that prolonged loneliness, that story 
becomes one of, and I've heard it from my own friends before, (laughs) that I say, I didn't want to bother you with my problems. Right. Yeah. I think we're all guilty of that. We've all, I don't like Mm -hmm. to use the word guilty, but we've all used that before. We are concerned about uh, imposing on other people. Yeah. And the only way to start to break free is to actually take action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's to actually reach out and say, hey, I know this is this is hard, but I get to do this because I know that it's going to move me from where I am to where I want to be. Uh, one of the best things that anybody can do is reach out and volunteer somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be in the service of others. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that. one of the, the leading guys in the field of loneliness and, and social science. That's one of the things he said is to, like, loneliness is like you're starving and you're trying to, like, getting a connection is like trying to eat. But oftentimes when, when um, you meet that person and you, you want that connection so badly, you can, like, it's overwhelming. You end up, like he said, like eating, eating the connection instead of eating with the connection. Hmm. Uh, so it's like sitting at the table and having dinner with somebody and getting out of your own the more interested you are, the more interesting people will will find you, right? I'm sure people have heard that before. Mm-hmm. Be, be interested before um, being interesting because, look, we, we all have stories. We all have value. The, the greatest thing is, are you willing to listen? Right. Uh, that was one of the biggest things for me was somebody told me I don't. I don't listen. Hmm. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I did not. That actually got a like a physical feeling in my body when Hmm. they said that. I was like, oh, I don't Hmm. like that. And that's something that I've worked on since that day to get better. Am I really am I the best? No, but I work at it every day. Um, so if you're experiencing loneliness, know that it's just a signal saying that you are capable of more connection than you realize and your body is telling you, hey, it's time to reach out and talk with somebody. It's time to go grab lunch with a friend. It's time to I don't, go on a trip somewhere. I don't know. But I also know, coming from the world of disability, there's lots of you who could hear this that are like, but Nathan, what if I can't get out of my house? Mm-hmm. Right? I think that is where you can leverage technology. Right. And, here, yes. and here's how. Yes. You, if you cannot get out, I'm sure that there is a video service on your phone, whether it's FaceTime whether it's Zoom, whether it's Skype, whatever it is for you, that is how you get that human connection where you actually video chat somebody so you see 
their actual face. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to bring back the whole, like, visiting people. <laughs> it seems like there's not a whole lot of that. I mean, I remember growing up, we'd go visit people, and people would come to our house and visit us, and it just was like a knock at the door. There wasn't even a phone call, hey, can I come and visit? But it was so fun. I mean, it just was a surprise to have these people that you love and friends and family come over and visit. So yeah, except now when somebody knocks on the door, we all go and hide. So, <laughs> but isn't that it? That's it is interesting. interesting. I know it's, it's like, getting me thinking. The the more, um, uh, I was watching my Facebook feed, and you know, I don't know if you have like one of those ring. Um, systems where you can see who's at your door but there's a video of a kid who gets he goes outside of his house his mom and his other sibling are across the street visiting with somebody and he asks his mom if he could go back home to watch some show and he couldn't figure out what channel and how to turn the tv on he goes outside and it's a whole video of him talking to his dad through the the ring system. But like you see him and he actually he actually kisses the uh, kisses the doorbell because he knows that his dad will see see him give it a kiss. And I just think that's a unique way that you can even do stuff like that. Like he, right. he knew that he wanted to talk to his dad and that's one way he knew that he could make that happen. Yeah, and he knew yeah. his dad was actually able to watch the video. Right, right. But, you know, friends and family, like, take some time to just go and say hello to somebody. If there is somebody who mm-hmm. can't get out of the house or is homebound, and just stop by and say hello. How are you doing? Sit with them for a minute and chat with them is, is uh, just what I'm kind of proposing and suggesting that we do and bring that back. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to have, like, we had home phones and and all that stuff. I don't think there that's ever coming back, but I remember <laughs> when trying to get to go to friends' houses, having to be at school and be like, hey, so what time can I call you? Right. What time are, what time are you going to be at home? Having to, like, sometimes you would call and... Like, I remember being on conversations when my friends would go hunting, and so they wouldn't be at home. So you just mm-hmm. had to call, had to call and leave a message. Yeah, yeah. Well, technology is definitely advanced and for good, and it's just a, a tool, and how are we going to use it? Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, when you're talking about the, the phone, I <laughs> you remember the ones that would hang on the wall? Mm-hmm. We had one that had this cord on it. This cord was super long. So the phone, it, it's kind of a funny story to me because when I look back, everybody would like sit at the dinner table and the phone would ring. And because nobody wanted to get up, everybody turns and looks at the wall. And it's like this, known, <laughs> like who's going to get up and get the phone? Finally, somebody gets up and you have to just move your body around the big long cord, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of fun uh, to remember those moments, but... That is all part of the process, too. We go through processes in the world of advancement, and you know we're, we are where we are with technology today, but how can we look back at those aspects of the process, I guess, that 
brought value that we find joy in and and try and incorporate them in some way in our lives to continue bringing that value in people's lives. Kind of my thoughts as we're talking about this. Yeah. And I think too, it, it has to do with the way that we actually communicate with one another with the words that we use. Right. And here's what I mean by that. We are like our body is looking for the most efficient way to do everything. It is, it's only focus is to get us to survive. So <laughs> it means that we do a lot of stuff on autopilot without even thinking. Mm-hmm. So how many of you have had a conversation where you're like, Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Right. Right. Uh, it's good. Right. I mean, what does that actually mean? Yeah, I know. I know. We're afraid to really say, I had somebody I met once um, from, I can't remember where he was from, but I had asked, how are you doing? And he said, you know, uh, that's that seems to be a, a normal thing for people to say a lot here. And uh, we got into a really good conversation uh, just about that, uh, about how are you doing? And the response is, oh, I'm good. But really, you want to be like, oh, man, no, uh, things are not fine. But can we talk about it? Yeah. and And the thing is, I think it all comes back to this. Loneliness all comes back to if you can create safety and if you can feel okay with expressing your emotions without any judgment, the world would be a totally different place. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. And I can just imagine how beautiful it would be. I know you can imagine it too. That's why we do the work that we do. Because we believe in it. We believe and we know the potential that it has. Well, I've, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. Like I went through emotional intelligence training and within that year, the way I looked at conversations and the connections I had with people completely changed. Like I've had deeper connection with a random group of strangers that I met a year ago than I've had for a long, long time. Mm, mm, that's um, awesome. And it changes the game when you can have conversations, not feel judged, because then you start saying the real truth about what's going on. And um, I think one of the tools I would leave anybody with is if you are having conversations and you feel yourself getting defensive about something Mm -hmm. that somebody says, think about it this way. Think about it and ask yourself before you even respond, do I believe that this is true? Right, right. Which is using your map. Yeah. Is there any part of this that's true? What do I need to look at it and say is true? And if all of those answers came back and they were, you said, no, that's not true. And hey, guess what? Say thanks for the feedback and move on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think that's the interesting thing too is like in places where we get defensive, it's because we, it, it's a feeling of being attacked and a feeling of this person is saying I'm wrong. Right, right. Or that they are presenting you with a label that is intended to try and define you. And And 
what if it what if none of us are actually wrong we're all just navigating based on the life experiences we have and at any given time no matter who we are whether you might be struggling with homelessness whether you might have any type of disability if you are a human being right now at this given moment guess what you're giving the best you have at this current moment that's right right just doing the best that you can in what it is that you know i've always said that i love Mm -hmm. that nathan i love it do you have any other thoughts bringing in the loneliness we've talked about so many different things but what would you suggest for our listeners to help them in their life i just want you to know that you are enough um exactly where you are right now you're enough and you can always work to get more skills and more experience in the things that you want to do right now if you're struggling know that your struggling is happening so that it gives you something to serve other people with your struggle my struggle Camille's struggle each one of our struggles is meant to serve somebody else Mm. because as soon as you go through it you now have a perspective that allows you to support someone else that's dealing with that same struggle And your experience may be the experience that makes them see that other things are possible. And it may cut their struggle in half. Mm. No matter what you're up to in the world, just remember you have to be patient. I know we live in an instant gratification world, but the greatest things in your life come from the times when you're patient. And the times when you really, really work for something, because that's that's how you know you're like, holy crap, I started from here and look at where I am Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And look at all the work that I put in. Like I just had a client who just filed to create his own business. What it took from my experience was somebody saying, Hey, I'm I'm ready to live my life. I'm tired of living the life that other people expect me to live. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that looks like for you as as the listener, but I know that it's possible, and I know that in this instance, it was a year long process. So be patient. Be patient. Be diligent. So if you really want it. You have to show care for it. Mm -hmm. And finally, you must never, never quit. Even if you have to pause, even if you have to rewind, the important thing is if you truly want it, never, never quit on it. Yes. Don't quit on it and don't quit on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Keep doing it. It is your duty and honoring your humanness and your life. 
just keep going. Everything will work out. Yeah. I love that. You are you are just a beautiful soul to me, Nathan. I just love you. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. It has been an honor to talk with you and to hear your insights, your story, your perspectives. Absolutely. Anytime. I will be here. And if you're listening and you've got any uh, value out of this, please make sure and share it uh, because there's somebody else in your life that needs to hear this message that needs to be reminded that they're not alone and that they matter um, and that they can achieve what it is that they want in their life. Yes, I believe that, Nathan. We are so aligned in the work that we do. Before we conclude, how can people find you and your work? Have you as their life coach and your programs and enrich their lives with your programs? Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> Right now, the best way to do that is through social media. That's that's the best way to talk with me. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore Nathan underscore Todd. Uh, if you type in eradicate loneliness in the search bar, I believe I'm the first person that comes up. And you can also find me at the Nathan Todd on Facebook. If you want to reach out to me via email, I actually just changed uh, my email. And it's actually eradicateloneliness at gmail.com. And I would love to talk with you. I would love to work with you because I know that there's a lot that's possible for you that all it may take to unlock that is seeing it from somebody else's perspective. Mm, mm-hmm. And you are so freaking good at what it is that you do. I used a filler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, see, we set new rules. <laughs> I love it. I love talking to you, Nathan. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. It has truly been an honor to be able to have Nathan Todd on the Heroic Soul podcast. Do you have a story that you'd like to share? Are you making a positive impact in other people's lives through the work that you do? I'd love for you to be a guest on my podcast. I would also love to hear your feedback and know how my content resonates with you or if you have any topics of discussion that you would like for me to bring in that could help you and in your life. I would love for you to share. Thank you again for listening today and as always, in love and light. For show notes on today's episode, you can visit theheroicsoul.com. To stay more connected, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Heroic Soul. Now is the time for you to break free and reclaim your life, to becoming your own hero and living the life you deserve to live. 